Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Creepy is proud to be a part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. This show and the 31 Days of Horror is made possible thanks to our patrons. So please join me in welcoming and thanking new patrons. Tara Kemp, James Salgado, Heretic Soup, Ian Harney, Christopher Arnold, Christopher B. Dorian, Austin Jewell, Micah, Tara Yonke, Becky Bray, and Jack Bradley. This month is only possible thanks to our patrons and their continuing support. That's why for all of October 2019, new patrons at the $5 and above level get, in addition to their regular rewards, a limited edition creepy podcast refrigerator magnet. So, for $5 you get the shout out, early commercial free access to all new episodes and past episodes, immediate access to over 400 Patreon-exclusive episodes, and a limited-edition Creepy Refrigerator Magnet. If you'd like to see how you can support this podcast and get rewards on top of rewards for doing so, please check out patreon.com creepypod. And after today's episode, why don't you do yourself a favor and check out the No Sleep Podcast. You've heard me talk about this one before, and you'll keep hearing me talk about it for a long time. Right now, No Sleep is doing a live tour around North America with a European tour on the horizon. No sleep is, well, no words. If you haven't yet, please check them out. No one podcasts alone. No. This is Creepy, a podcast dedicated to sharing the most famous chilling and disturbing creepypastas and urban legends in the world. Whether these stories truly happened or are simply fabrications is for you to decide. These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy Presents the 31 Days of Horror, Day 5, 8 Feet Tall, narrated by Tara Devlin. My father's parents' house was a little less than two hours away by car. It was a farming house, but I liked that sort of thing. So when I started high school and got a bike, I often went on trips there by myself during the summer and winter holidays. Both my grandfather and my grandmother happily welcomed me. We're so happy that you're here. However, the last time I went there was just before I started the third grade of high school, so I haven't been there in over ten years now. 
It's not that I won't go, but rather, I can't go. It was the start of the spring vacation, and the weather was perfect, so I got on my bike and went to my grandfather's house. It was still a little cold, but the veranda was pleasantly warm, so I relaxed there for a while. Then, po po, po po po, po po. I heard this strange sound. It didn't sound like a machine. It sounded like it was coming from a person. In addition to that, it was kind of like both a voiced consonant and half-voiced at the same time. What was that? I wondered. And then I saw a hat over the top of the garden hedge. There was no reason for it to have been put up there. Then it started to move sideways, and once it reached a gap in the hedge, I saw a woman. Ah, that woman was wearing the hat. She was also wearing a white one-piece dress. However, the hedge was about two meters high. If her head could pop out over the top of that, just how tall was she? I was shocked, but she started moving again and disappeared from view. The hat also disappeared. Then, at some point, the po 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 sound also stopped. At the time, I didn't think much more of it than perhaps an already tall woman wearing some high-soled boots. Or perhaps a tall man dressed up as a woman in high heels. Afterwards, I was in the living room drinking tea when I told my grandfather and grandmother about what just happened. I just saw this really big woman. I wonder if it was a crossdresser. I said. They just replied, "Oh yeah." She was bigger than the hedge. She was wearing a hat. And was making this strange sound like "po po po." The moment I said it, the two of them froze, like they stopped moving at the exact same time. After that, my grandfather's face contorted, and he threw a barrage of angry questions at me. When did you see her? Where did you see her? How much taller than the hedge was she? I answered his barrage and. Then he suddenly fell silent. He went to the phone in the hallway and called somewhere. The sliding door was closed, so I couldn't hear what he was saying very well. My grandmother was visibly shaken. Having finished his phone call, my grandfather returned. "You'll stay here tonight." "No, there's no way we can let you return tonight," he said. Have I perhaps done something awful? I thought, worried, but I couldn't think of anything. It wasn't like I went out to see that woman by myself. She was the one who appeared to me. Then my grandfather said, "Grandma, I'm leaving him to you now. I'm going to pick up Kaysan," and took off in his truck. Timidly, I asked my grandmother about it. And she said in a trembling voice, "It seems you've been possessed by Hashakusama. Your grandfather's gonna do something about it. There's no need to worry." After that, she told me bit by bit 
until my grandfather returned. In that area, there was something called Hashakusama. Hashakusama took on the appearance of a tall woman. Just like her name suggested, she was about eight shaku tall, or eight feet, and had a strange, manly laugh that went pop, 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 pop. Depending on the person, she might appear as a young woman in a mourning dress, an old lady in a formal kimono, or even a middle-aged woman in farm clothes. While her appearance was always different, the things she always had in common were her incredible height, the fact that she always wore something on her head, and her strange laugh. In the past, there were rumours of her being a possessed traveller, but nobody knew for sure. She was sealed in the area by Jizo statues. Now it's a part of O City, but in the past, it was part of a larger section of X Village. So she was unable to leave. But if you are possessed by Hashakusama, you are killed within a few days. The last time Hashakusama hurt someone was 15 years earlier. I heard this after the fact, but the reason she was sealed in by the Jizo statues was because Hashakusama could only leave the village by certain paths. Nobody knows why. And so, they enshrined the Jizo statues on those particular paths. They were to prevent her leaving, and they were apparently placed in four locations, on the boundaries of the east and west, and the north and south. As to why they would even try to keep Hashakusama trapped there, apparently there was an arrangement with the nearby villages where they got, for example, priority to water rights and such. Hashakusama only appeared to bother people once every ten or so years, so the people who lived there in the past found it to be an advantageous deal. Even hearing all that, there was no way it could be real, I thought. Of course not. Before long, my grandfather returned with an old woman in tow. Well, haven't you gotten yourself into a fine mess? Here, take this, the old lady said, and handed me a talisman. Then she went upstairs with my grandfather to do something. My grandmother stayed behind with me, and even when I went to the toilet, she joined me and wouldn't let me close the door the whole way. For the first time since being there, I started to think that maybe this really is dangerous. A short while later, they called me up to the second floor and put me in a room. The windows were entirely covered over with newspaper and talismans, and there were piles of salt in all four corners. There was a small wooden box, not something you'd really call an altar, and on top of it, there was a small statue of Buddha. Then, I don't know where they came from, but there were two bedpans prepared as well. I was supposed to go in those? Hello, Bill Band here from the All 80s Movies Podcast to tell you about Factor Meals. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. 
Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 and use code 80smovies50 to get 50% off. That's code 80smovies50 at factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 to get your 50% off today. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. The sun's about to set. Listen, you can't leave this room until tomorrow morning. Neither myself nor your grandmother will call you or try to speak to you. Okay? You must, under no circumstances, leave this room until 7am tomorrow. At 7am, you can come out by yourself. I'll call and let your parents know. My grandfather said, with a serious look on his face. I could do nothing but nod silently in agreement. Make sure you do exactly as was just said. Keep that talisman close as well. If anything happens, go and pray before the Buddha, Kaysan said. They said it was okay to watch TV, so I turned it on, but even as I watched it, my mind wandered, and I couldn't focus. Being locked in the room, I didn't feel like eating the onigiri or snacks my grandmother made for me, so I just got into the bed and lay there, trembling. At some point, I fell asleep, but when I woke up, some late-night TV program I don't remember was on, and when I looked at my watch, it was past 1am. I didn't have a cell phone at the time. Oh, what an awful time to wake up, I thought, when I heard something tapping at the window glass. It wasn't like a small rock hitting it. It was more like a finger wrapping across the surface. I couldn't decide whether the wind could make a sound like that, or if it really was a person tapping at the window. So I tried to believe with all my might that it was just the wind. Then I heard my grandfather's voice. Hey, are you okay? Don't push yourself too hard if you're scared, all right? Without thinking, I walked towards the door, but then I remembered what my grandfather said to me. What's wrong? You can come out if you want. The voice sounded exactly like my grandfather, but it wasn't him. I don't know why, but I just knew 
And as I realised that, I got goosebumps. I looked over at the pile of salt in the corner, and the top had turned black. I ran at full speed to the Buddha and sat down in front of it. Grasping the talisman, I started to pray as hard as I could. Please, help me. Then, I heard the voice, and the window started rapping. I knew she wasn't that tall, but I couldn't stop picturing her in my mind reaching up from below and tapping on the window. There was nothing I could do but keep praying in front of the Buddha. The night felt unbelievably long, but eventually morning came, and at some point, the TV that had been left on started playing the morning news. The time in the corner of the screen said 7.13am. I hadn't even noticed, but both the tapping on the glass and the voice had stopped. It seemed I'd either fallen asleep or lost consciousness. The pile of salt had turned even blacker. Just in case, I looked at my own watch and it said roughly the same time, so I nervously opened the door. My grandmother and Kaysan were standing there, looking worried. My grandmother was crying. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. When I went downstairs, my father was also there. My grandfather appeared from outside and told me to hurry up and get in the car. I don't know where it came from, but when I went out into the garden, there was a minivan there. There were also several men standing around. The van fit nine people, so I was put in the middle seat. Kaysan sat in the passenger seat and the rest of the men in the garden got in and surrounded me. There were nine of us in total, and I was surrounded in all directions. It's terrible, isn't it? You'll probably be curious, but I want you to close your eyes and keep your head down. We won't be able to see anything, but perhaps you will. Until we say it's okay, just keep your eyes shut. An old man in his fifties, sitting to my right, said to me. Then my grandfather got in his mini-truck to take the lead, followed by the van I was in, and my father followed in his car as we set off. The line of cars drove rather slowly. They probably weren't even going over 20 kilometres per hour. Before long, Kaysan muttered, This is the hard part. And the men started chanting some sort of Buddhist prayer. I heard that voice again. I gripped the talisman Kaysan gave me, closed my eyes, and put my head down like I was told. But for some reason, I opened my eyes again just a little and looked outside. I saw a white dress. It was moving alongside the car. She was following with such long strides. Her head was above the window, so I couldn't see it. But then she started bobbing her head down, like she was trying to see inside the car. 
Unconsciously, I let out a hee-hee sound. Don't look! The man next to me raised his voice. In a panic, I squeezed my eyes shut and gripped the talisman even tighter. The thong the thong the thong A tapping sound on the window began. The people surrounding me in the car also gasped in fear. Even though they couldn't see her or hear her voice, they could hear the sound on the window. Kaysan started praying even harder. Finally, when I thought the voice and sounds had stopped, Kaysan said, We got away. The surrounding men, who had been quiet until that point, were relieved and said, Thank goodness. Soon after, the van stopped on a wide part of the road and I got into my father's car. As my father and grandfather bowed to the other men, Kaysan came over and said, Show me the talisman. I was still unconsciously gripping it, but when I looked at it, it had turned entirely black. Kaysan said, I think it's all okay now. But just in case, you should keep this for a little while longer, and gave me a new one. After that, I returned home with my father. A few days later, my grandfather and one of his neighbours brought my bike back. It seemed my father also knew about Hashakusama, and he told me about one of his childhood friends, who was possessed by her, and then killed. He even knew of people that had to move away and live in other places because of her. The men who rode in the car were all related to my grandfather in some way, which meant that they were all very loosely my blood relatives as well. Of course, my grandfather riding in the front and my father riding in the back were connected by blood as well. So they were all meant to confuse Hashakusama from me. My father's brothers, my uncles, were unable to come over in a single night, so they gathered whatever blood relatives they could, no matter how loosely related we were. But, of course, it was still impossible to get so many men together so quickly, and thinking it much safer to leave during the day than at night, I was imprisoned in that room until morning. In a worst-case scenario, Apparently both my grandfather and father were prepared to sacrifice themselves for me as we escaped as well. Now, as I explained earlier, I make sure not to go back there anymore. After I returned home, I spoke to my grandfather on the phone and asked him if he spoke to me that night, but he said that he didn't. So, it really was... I got chills down my spine thinking about it again. Hashakusama targeted youths yet to come of age, and children often saw her as well. When youths and children are feeling extremely anxious, and they hear the voice of someone from their family, I think they quickly let their guard down. Ten years passed, and just as I was about to forget those events, something terrible happened. The Jizo statues keeping Hashakusama in the village broke. It's the one on the road leading towards your house. 
my grandmother told me over the phone. My grandfather died two years earlier, and of course, I wasn't able to go to his funeral. Even when my grandfather was no longer able to get out of bed, he said for me not to come. Even now, as I'm telling myself that it's just a superstition, I find myself getting more and more worried. When I think about hearing that po-po-po voice again, For more information, including pictures and videos of the stories told on this podcast, or to suggest stories for future episodes, please visit us at CreepyPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or email us at CreepyPod at gmail.com. All stories told on this podcast can be found at creepypastawikia.com and are protected by a Creative Commons license. Some rights reserved unless otherwise stated. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Item number SCP-5186 SCP-7160 SCP-7533 Object Class Euclid Keter Safe Special Containment Procedures <laughs> Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust <laughs> The only thing I could hear was 7219 <laughs> laughing <laughs> Do you remember your name? Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.